Hello, my name's Gabrielle. Welcome to The Coach Space. Today I'm with Lindsay Nixon. She is a high-performance coach who works with teams and leaders. Uh, those teams can be in organisations or in sports. And a lot of her work is centred around emotional intelligence and learning how to be more emotionally intelligent. So welcome, Lindsay. Hello. Hi. Um, yeah, yeah, I know a little bit about your work, but um, I'd like to know how you discovered uh, emotional intelligence training and what it can do. Um, well, I'm, I've lived it in my own experiences uh, through challenges uh, that we all have in, in life. Um, with the help of a coach and with the help of becoming more emotionally intelligent, um, I'm, I've been able to, to, to come through challenges, both past, present, and uh, I've got the tools for, for future challenges uh, too. So, so that's really where emotional intelligence uh, has, has helped me. Just emotional intelligence is being aware of how we're feeling, what we can do about it, and, uh, and also being aware of the other person, how they're feeling and, and, and how we can work together in a certain situation for the, for the best uh, of both. So um, what was your mindset or attitude like before you learned how to be more emotionally intelligent? What, what, what was the kind of contrast here, the kind of how you were before um, compared to now? Well, now um, I feel free. I feel in control. I feel that I'm leading my life, my emotions. In the past, um, there were moments when you feel like you've got a, a dark cloud over you and, and you just can't see really what's happening, why it's happening. Uh, and also I was very demanding on myself. I would judge myself. Um, and now I feel that it's okay uh, to have a uh, a bad day or, or, or it's okay to have a day that, uh, you know, we're a little bit more... Um, negative or, or a little bit more. I mean that, that's fine we're humans and, and all of this all, all of these things help to um, for us to become aware of, of what we can work on and, and so it's that acceptance it's that non-judgmental uh, it, it, it's the awareness of, uh, of uh, it's okay to have an off day. Yeah so like I mean yeah I, I understand like if you're judging yourself all the time you can't really do anything about it you just get stuck in that pattern and, and being emotionally intelligent can help you understand what's going on and deal with it rather than just get tied up in knots and angry. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Awareness is key because once you're aware, then everything kind of takes on a different perspective. You stop judging yourself, you stop demanding, being demanding on yourself um, and, and everything starts to flow. Mm. Yeah, I, I can imagine someone who's really emotionally intelligent, which isn't me by the way, um, would be someone who is hyper aware, hyper aware of their inner world. And, and once they're aware of that inner world, they can then be more aware of other people's inner world. Because that's the, that's the thing I can, I can see with this emotional intelligence and working with teams. How does that play out once you've become really self-aware of your own emotions and how to express them maybe? how can then you um, bring your team together or, or work more, more, more efficiently with your team or just have a better working relationship with people? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, teams can be family, teams can be uh, in, in, in a corporate environment, teams can be uh, in sports. And yet yeah, the, the awareness of oneself, because uh, a lot of the time we think, oh, what's he doing to me? What's she doing to me? Oh, what's, what's, what's happening out there? And just by being aware, okay, well, what's happening with me? It's, it's that connection. It's connecting to, okay, well, maybe I'm seeing this more negatively because I didn't sleep last night. I haven't, I have, um, I've got other, other stuff going on. Uh, and so just being aware, okay, okay. It's not the best situation, but it's okay. All of this is going on and I'm feeling like this. Uh, so just, just accepting it, not resignation, but just accepting it. And also feeling well, the other person's probably got all of this, that stuff going on, going on too. Um, and so it's, it's, it's just that awareness and not yeah. blaming people, not being the victim. Um, and and just, just becoming aware and say, okay, this is the situation. And then that, that releases so much pressure on us to be perfect, to be, mm. Uh, you know great people uh, just put all of that aside and uh, okay this is what's going on uh, and then um, and then things come to light about what we can do about it but the first stage is awareness both of yeah, ourselves yeah and, other people. And, I, and I guess like it kind of means you have to be curious about what's going on and then you extend that curiosity to other people that can help with the relationship that can help because you can then start to empathize with other people. Absolutely. And always in a non-judgmental way. Mm. Um, putting yourself in their shoes. Um, for example, um, one of your colleagues arrives at work and they're in a really foul mood and they start shouting at you for, I don't know, for, for leaving a pen out of the pen pot. Um, and so rather than taking it personally and saying, Hey, don't speak to me like that, whatever you think, okay you reflect all right maybe if i borrowed their pen i need to put it back where it was um but at the same time think okay well maybe they've had a really bad night if they've got uh, i don't know a newborn baby or maybe they've got other stuff going on which is which is what's triggered them to react like that so it's uh, it's becoming aware of okay me uh, what i've done or how i'm feeling and also the other person you so you just say oh um thanks for Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, I'll, I'll be more careful next time. So how, how are yeah. things? Should we grab a coffee and have a chat? And just take all of that uh, energy in a positive way and, and, and create that, uh, that calm situation. Because if we're calm uh, and we don't react, then, then that's contagious. It's ripple effect. If I'm okay, everyone else is okay. So yeah, just say, oh, um, oh gosh, yeah, th thanks for letting me know. I'll, I'll make sure I do it differently next time. And, yeah. and then say, just then distract it and, and, and okay, that instance over, uh, move on to something move else. On. Yeah. Having a coffee so instead, of, instead of lashing out. <laughs> well, that's, our that's our instinctive nature from, from, from when we were in the caves, when we were attacked by the devil. Uh, um, although I don't know if lashing back at a bear is going to have much uh, <laughs> any good results. But, but yeah, it's that instinct. It's the fight or flight. Yeah. I mean, when you see people, with, you know, whether you work with them or wherever in your life, these cool, calm and collected people. I mean, I get really envious and I just think, how do they do that? I mean, I, and the, you said something earlier, which was, oh, why is this happening to me? And I'm like, yeah, that's uh, the attitude of a lot of people. And that's including myself in the past. And even now I still have those moments. It's like, oh, why is this happening to me? And so as an emotionally intelligent person, how, how does that improve? if you learn some techniques 
Yes, you, it doesn't take away uh, totally because we still experience these, uh, these emotions, we still mm -hmm. experience these, but there, there aren't good emotions and bad emotions. There are emotions that are more pleasant to feel, uh, but all, all of them give us a message. All of them give us a key to what's happening and, and how we can move on from that. Um, you mentioned the cool, calm, collected people who've got it all. They, uh, a lot of them have just practiced the art of communicating. Right. That. They've, everyone's, we're all human. We've all got all processes going on inside. And when we get <laughs> home or, 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 we, or in, our, um, in our own uh, private spaces where we kind of like tear our hair out or whatever, but professionally or maturely or however you want to call it, to come across as cool, calm and collected to other people is, uh, is, is, is helpful in our relationships. However, um, we are not 24-7 with those cool, cool, calm, collected people. There will be moments when they are maybe not that um, mm. when they're, they're human. And, and it's that acceptance. It's, it, it's okay. I mean, if then we have to speak to someone and say, look, uh, yesterday I had a little bit of a bad day. This is going on. That's fine. But at the same time, we don't need to justify. We just need to... Okay, take stock and what can we do about it? And there is a, well, you mentioned a, a, a technique or a tool to use and that's the, um, just to become aware. So you just stop, observe what's going on and take deep breaths. And if we're still breathing, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, we can say, okay, we can, okay, I'm feeling a little bit like this and then put a distance, say, I'm just going to pop to the bathroom or can, can we carry on this at another moment? So just to, just to separate, just to have that disconnect from the situation so that you can connect with yourself. Yes. What's going on here? Okay, right. And why is it happening to me? We don't always know why things happen. In the future, we'll think, oh, okay, everything happened for a reason. That had to happen so that this happened. But at the moment, we just need to go with the flow and just think, okay, I stepped out of line then, I reacted like that, okay, it's okay, what am I going to do now about it? Mm, and, mm. Uh, and, and that's key, awareness, acceptance, and non-judgmental. Before you lash out. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I keep or saying lash out. Lashing out. <laughs> or if you lash what out if you're on your pillow when you get home or something, something that's... Lash out uh, at home, on your own, with a pillow. <laughs> but yeah you have to yeah as you say reconnect with yourself work out what the hell is going on inside mm. uh, and, and work out what that dialogue is inside because you're gonna you have to really listen to it don't you like um, and it's not a nice dialogue sometimes and so no it's not and so we shut off and we say okay what's that person doing and we put the focus on the other person Hmm. where it might be on that other person because they're also having their issues and their and their stuff like like we are yeah uh, so it's reflection okay what can i do differently not better or worse let's not judge but differently uh, and also take into account okay well that person's just come from a really long uh, intensive negotiation with the clients and the, and signed a, a contract or maybe they've got stuff in their personal or, or or whatever so it's that's emotional intelligence is about oneself and about the the, the other person. But there is another aspect um, about it, and that is actually, you know, people do cross boundaries. You know, there are bullies, there are horrible people saying horrible things, doing horrible things. 
And I wouldn't like to think that an emotional intelligence person would just accept whatever behavior is, uh, at, you know, um, targeted at them. Uh, I think there must be a way to, there must, I, I'm just thinking about what would an emotionally intelligent person do when someone is being completely out of order. <laughs> okay, um, a lot of the times if, if someone is emotionally intelligent, calm, calm and collected, mm. the bully will not choose them. Because bullies tend to choose people who do have some kind of, um, as they see it, weakness. Mm. However, if they do, because they don't know that person and it just happens, um, the emotionally intelligent person would accept, but because there's a difference between acceptance and resignation to what's happening. Yes, yes. It's accepting, okay, that person is in such a space that they're having to behave like that. Mm. I don't know what's going on in their lives because bullies are, are, are victims, victims of their situation, and they don't know how else to operate. Mm -hmm. So by putting that emotional distance, by saying, okay, it's not personal against me, this person is acting in that way because of their, their issues. Mm -hmm. But so, you made an important distinction between resignation and acceptance. Because mm. re resignation to me just means like, well, it seems to me like a bit of a doormat situation, which means they'll just keep doing it. Exactly. But acceptance is, okay, I, the situation is what it is. Um, and depending on the extremeness of the situation, we would either help or we would put distance. You say, okay, that person needs help. We would maybe, depending on the situation, um, guide them to help or... We just put distance mm -hmm. and we just don't interact with them if that's possible. Yeah. But I just, I think that's a really important distinction, really important because if you accept, then you have some kind of control in a way of what you do next. Whereas if you resign yourself, you, that's doing absolutely nothing and nothing changes. That's not to yeah. say you have to control the other person, but you can control what you do. You can do something differently and change the situation from your perspective, from, from, that, from there, rather than just letting it happen over and over and over again. Yeah, there's two ways of, of, um, of um, doing either resignation and letting it carry on. So like you said, as a doormat or reacting to it. And sometimes reacting to it actually sparks them even more. Mm -hmm. So by putting that distance and say, okay, how am I feeling? What can I do about it? How are they feeling? Um, often if it's bullying, often if it's something very, um, very strong and deep rooted, it needs to be a professional who, who deals with, with that. And someone who's emotionally intelligent, can calm, collected, it's out of their scope. And it's also sometimes dangerous to get more involved. Okay, so if we're talking about cases of, of um, abuse and bullying, then we really need to put distance mm. and, um, and say, okay, that person is like they are for whatever reasons. I'm like I am for whatever reasons. What can I do about me? What can you do about you? Yeah, exactly. That's the key thing. What can you do about you? In extreme cases. And it's the take case of victim or responsible. Responsible is the... Uh, responsibility is the ability to respond and it might be respond just by saying okay parallel lives yeah yeah um, obviously if it's someone in 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 school or at work then you can um there's 
hopefully there's, there's protocols and people who you can reach out to. But if it's in a relationship or a friend or whatever, then you just put distance. Or if it's at work, then you change jobs if it's really that bad. If it's not, I mean, we've gone extreme now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So within a team where, where there's uh, someone's uh, acting like that, then by changing us, we can actually change that other person. So if we come across as being cool, calm and collected, because we've worked on our emotional intelligence, we're aware of how we're feeling and we're re reconducting that, that those emotions in certain situations with the help of a coach, um, then that does have indirectly, that does help our more aggressive colleague to calm down. Like I mentioned before, it's ripple effect. Right, also, okay. Simple things like establishing eye contact and smiling um, those kind of simple gestures where we're not invading their space we're not invading their boundary because we said that they cross boundaries and they're really aggressive to us at the same time we don't want to or it's not productive to invade their boundaries with all of our goodness positiveness and that because they're mm -hmm. going to react and, and 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 refuse it so just by um eye contact smiling nice gestures just a bit by bit we can change them yeah i think you're right it's a ripple effect thing isn't it um so uh, talk a bit more about the ripple effect and the effect on teams when you become more more emotionally intelligent at, at work or in a work situation with your team whether you're the leader or not um yes so once the emotional intelligence is being aware of yourself and the other person so if you are more connected and more uh, you can perceive what kind of energies are going on in the team in a, in a meeting or because there's a there's a particular uh, peak at, at work then to introduce uh, little things so that you can you can make that environment more um, more uh, enjoyable because I, I that's key if, if we enjoy what we do then uh, all of the other Niggly, niggly yeah. bit they kind of like uh, take take a second second stage and yeah. uh, so focus on enjoyment I mean it's not a case of if we're in a really uh, tense moment coming with balloons and stuff at work but but just to, to introduce a little bit of humor uh, a little bit of um, like like I said eye contact smiling just to, just to change the uh, the environment we can't do that if we're not in that good space. So it's working on ourselves first. Because when I work with teams, whether it's in sport or in companies, it's working on the individuals so that everyone else, everyone is in their perfect space or in the best space possible. Because then that synergies and that just that just comes comes out. What's something, um, an example you can give in, within a sports team of how this kind of training, mindset training, um, helps a team. I can see how it might help a, like an individual tennis player, for example. Mm -hmm. um, but how does it work in a team? Uh, in a sports team, for example, this, this past season, I've been with a youth development uh, basketball club. And um, we've really found that um, when there's crucial moments uh, outside of a crucial game or, or crucial moments in the game, um, even though they're doing really well, they're maybe a few points ahead, challenges to keep there, the challenges to keep in the, in the zone, keep it, uh, doing it. And so, whereas it's contagious, we've said that if I'm in a good mind, mindset or good emotional state, it's contagious. The other is also true. So if one of the team players uh, misses a pass or misses a shot and goes, oh, and, uh, and that body language, 
well, it's psychological advantage for the other team because they can think, oh, yeah, they're starting to lose it uh, subconsciously. Mm -hmm. uh, and also for the other players. So if the other players on the team uh, are aware of that, they're aware of how they're feeling because, yeah, you know, it's a tough situation. And if they're aware of the body language and the, the, the energy that their teammates are bringing out, then they can bring that team uh, mate or player back into the, uh, the, the team structure. Um, I mean, we, we work with either having um, certain words as anchors um, or, or, or just um, gestures, just, I mean, smiling, eye contact, just to create that team spirit again and to remind and to recall the moments of the mental, because it's not just emotional training, it's mental uh, training uh, to then, get back in the in the flow of the game and and it's it's amazing to see to see it in action it's not a case of believing it's a case of doing it seeing it in action and yeah it's amazing i can imagine how um you know one team member who's got the hump about something that he missed or didn't do very very well um or she um could drag down the whole team yes. and so the team can do things to make sure that doesn't happen and to, and to keep that person lifted up and, and not, not fall into that trap of uh, just staying angry. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Because I mean, uh, the games you have, you have to, you have to do a, get a certain amount of results. You have to have peak performance in a limited amount of time. There are things that are beyond your control. That's something else that we work on. We're only, we only work on what I can control. Mm. I can't control the results because I can't control the rivals, the referee, any injuries. So it's, it's accepting and not judging. And it's focusing on what's in my control. How can I lead myself to bring out the best of me for the good of the team? Um, and um, and even, even if a game isn't won, the result isn't in the favor, there have been several times saying, yeah, that was a really good game. We really gave our best. And so they did enjoy and they did feel an inner victory, we call it. We call it inner victories where maybe the, the final scoreboard isn't uh, in our favor, but it, it is an inner victory because we were able to uh, achieve some of the, some of the objectives. And, and it's the same at work as well. Maybe you haven't got the, the, the best sales results. However, benchmarking, comparing to the past, and also because you've introduced a few new concepts, a few new things, you felt that you've done your best, that's an inner victory. Yeah, and you take that forward, don't you? And hopefully then you do get the victory. <laughs> but but the team you worked with, they got 15, they won 15 games, didn't they, in a row? They did, they did. They were already winning when I joined them. They It was to, to maintain that, to, to get through a certain peak, peak uh, moments uh key moments in the in the season they went on to carry on winning they've been promoted to the to the next division up uh, and it's also learnings that they can put in their in, in the other aspects of their life as well because we worked on objectives we worked on communication we worked on uh yeah the emotional intelligence which is um key to to everything that we do mm -hmm. mm, cool. yeah. okay so what what are you doing now what, what are your plans for the future actually what what have you got in store? Um, well, to carry on with the uh, sports, with the basketball teams, um, and also in, in the corporate world, the teams, uh, more specifically between the directors and their assistants, executive assistants, personal assistants, secretaries, however you want to 
define or call that role in a, in a certain company because that really is a team which um, spends so much time together. Um, I've worked as a, an executive assistant for, for many years in the past and if when that relationship really does bring out the best of both, it's, it, it's really performance of the, of the team uh, and of the company and, and everything just, just flows and it's, uh, it's very successful. So to also be doing coaching um, in that area and also based on all of these learnings, uh, uh, because we, we, it's a continual learning process of all the experiences, everyone's learning. So what I'm doing is uh, now writing a book to bring all that together because uh, as we mentioned at, at the beginning, coaching's helped me uh, um, to, to take on more of a leadership role in my own life, self-leadership, mm-hmm. from, from the sidelines to uh, center stage or center court, uh, using the sports metaphor. And so to, to, to bring that into a book uh, to then um, keep sharing these uh, it's wisdom. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing. We all need to share our wisdom. <laughs> uh, okay, that's really cool. So um, I'm looking forward to reading that. And um, yeah, I think we, we might think we know stuff as well, but we, even if we have learned stuff in the past, it's good to refresh ourselves. Um, to slip, so to stop slipping back into old thinking habits. Yeah, um, always looking forward yeah. to become aware of what we don't know. And there are lots of things that we're not aware that we don't know about. So yeah. curiosity, uh, open, connected to oneself and connected to, to everybody else. And uh, keep learning, sharing, because our unique selling point is our experience. I don't have the same experience as you. They don't have the same experience as me. And mm-hmm. so that's how we can really collaborate on a, on a, on a bigger scale. Yeah. Okay, Lindsay, nice to talk to you. And uh, hopefully we'll do it again soon. Great. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.